0: Ready, Steve? Uh huh. Andy? Yeah. Bert?
1: Well, all right, fellas.
0: Let's
2: go! You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Borth. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Thursday, second day of December 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. Whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our homepage at CFRN.net. On the right hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds. That will give you one click access to the show each and every day. It also gives you access to the question box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. There's two other ways to join the show live, but those don't give you access to the question box. First, you can point any internet connected browser to cfrn.net slash live. There you'll find a live real-time simulcast of the show as it unfolds. You just won't have access to to the chat box or the question box, whatever you call it. And the other way to join the show is by going to our YouTube channel where we broadcast live each and every day. The address is youtube.com CFRN. Not only do we broadcast live every day on our YouTube channel, but we archive each and every daily show. Currently, there are over 1,800 daily live broadcast archived there for your educational and viewing pleasure. Now, if you happen to be listening to this broadcast after the fact, perhaps uh, on your favorite podcast player, maybe on Apple podcast, perhaps on Spotify, if you want the full video experience, hit pause on your podcast player and just point the browser over to youtube.com CFRN and then click on the video with today's date And you'll have access to everything we say and do during this broadcast including the charts that we'll be showing during the show so with that i think we should open as we do each day with a word of prayer heavenly father you gave your life for me an offering of death to pay the penalty of my sin. In return, I long to make your heart happy by offering my life as a living sacrifice to you. Some days I feel like I have so little to offer, but you know my heart. You created me, and you love me just as I am. You require nothing from me but faith, because your love is a gift with no strings attached. I can't earn it, and I can't buy it. But God, out of a deep love for you, I desire to live for you today in such a way that encourages others. I want to bless you as well as those who cross my path. If I give to others with mercy and compassion, you've said it's the same as if I was giving to you. We thank you for all of your blessings, for your mercy and for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Now, happy Thursday, guys. Thursday's always a big day around here, in my heart it'll always be Dr. Tom Day. That's the day that Dr. Tom chose to come and share some of his time with us. So we'll always miss him very, very much. Uh, But along with being a big day, uh, we have our workshop tonight. Now, the workshop tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, that is a members-only workshop. So if you've been on the trial, if you've decided that you want to become a part of the CFRN family, point your browser to eminifuturestrading.com, grab your passport, and then give Valerie a ring at 949-42-EMINI, or send an email to support at CFRN.net. This way she knows you've grabbed your passport, and she'll get started sending you all the things you need to get tied in to the various telegram channels. Uh, she'll set you up with the indicators, uh, with a demo platform if you don't have a platform. She'll take care of everything you need. And the journey to the lifetime passport, it's right here. It begins at eminifuturestrading.com. So here are the numbers from around the world cash markets, indices, as they're called. Starting in the U.S., the Dow is up 616 points. It's almost 2%. The NASDAQ is up 96 points. S&P 500 is up 63. And the Russell 2000 is up 41. Now, for the S&P, that's a gain of 1.5%. The Dow is almost 2%. The S&P is 1.5%. And the Russell 2000 up 41 points, that's almost 2%. In the commodity basket, crude oil up 71 cents, trading 66.28 last. That's a gain of a little over 1%. Gold down $17.00, make that $16.90, trading 17.67.40 last. Silver down a penny. Trading 22.28 last. In the Asian markets at the close, Nikkei down 182 points, Shanghai down 3, but the Hang Seng gained 130. And in the European markets at the close, FTSE down 39, the DAX down 209, which is over 1.25%, And the CAC down 86, which is exactly one and a quarter percent. So we had a green day in Asia only because of the Hang Seng. It was a red day in the UK. And so far, it is one big green Radio Thursday here in the U.S. of A. So with that, we'll go to Michael, get a recap of what happened in the live training room this morning. After that, I'll be back. We'll talk about the logic alerts, the concierge trade alerts. And at any point during the broadcast, if you have a question, type it into the question box. Don't be shy. Nobody sees what you type but us. And we'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Michael, I can see your charts, so it's all yours. All right. Excellent. Let
3: me bring this over to that monitor. There we go. All right. Hey, the market market really handed us a gift didn't it during the break that candle right there that was looking so bearish at the close of the last session ended up closing up in blue that's awesome okay here we go good afternoon everyone today is thursday oh by the way this is partners meeting tonight if you're not a partner and you want to get into the meeting tonight you have to become a partner before the meeting everyone who was in here probably should have been sent an email telling you what it takes to become a partner um, passport deal and all that kind of stuff um if you haven't been and you have any questions about it send an email to support at cfrn.net support at cfrn.net okay okay so if you've not taken a free trial with us and you want to take a free trial with us Go here to eminitrainingschool.com school.com. All right, now here at eminitrainingschool.com school.com, all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest training challenge, so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button to be sent a confirmation link. You must click on that link. If you don't, we don't know if you took the free trial. Okay. Spreadsheet. Now I believe I have all the numbers calculating correctly in the spreadsheet today. Um if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you have to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the second day of December 2021. We made 31 ticks in crude, 31 ticks in gold, and 19 ticks on the EES. Put us at plus 857 and a half on the morning session. Today it took six minutes and two trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, that's right, right, yeah. At that point, we're up $200 a contract, and we took a total of 22 trades this morning. So on the month now, we're at $1,527. That's over two trading days, averaging $763 per contract per two-hour trading day. On the year, we have gotten our goal for the day on 228 out of 231 possible days, and that puts us at $133,602 per contract per two-hour trading day. So we're 231 days averaging 578. All right. Um, now if you were to quit when you got the goal for the day and you were to add one contract per month, so far this year you would have worked a total of 61.2 hours, and your average pay on the year would have been $2,845 per hour. Okay. $2,485. and $2,845 per, per hour. Okay. Now let's get into what we did. I'll start out with the ES because I only did a few trades on the ES this morning because it was just so jumpy. When I got in this morning, it was doing this candle right here. Okay. Between the 9.30 to 10 candle was this one right here. And the market was jumping all over the place. And I actually got into one trade. Now I'll show you. There were a couple of things that went wrong. One, my normal ES chart wasn't up with the tabs on the bottom. I was working with some other chart that I had sticking around. And and so anyway, my first trade wasn't this one. My first trade was before this. Hold on, it was back here a little ways. it was right here, okay. Um, on this trade, I didn't even put in the last trade that I took um, that really finished off the morning on the ES for me, um, but this first trade right here, I only picked up four ticks on this, we went short in here, it went all the way down here, I bumped my stop to plus four ticks and it finally got me out at plus four way over here, okay, because I didn't bump it until way over here. Um, it got me out there, then, In here, I went long in here and I picked up 12 more ticks. That was where we got the goal for the day. Okay, so at that point, we're at plus 16 ticks. Um, there was one more trade that I took somewhere in here, I didn't mark down where I got three more ticks. And on that trade, I actually, I think it was a few more minutes in and it was a short trade. I think it was right in here. I took this short trade right here I didn't mark it down but I actually was at plus 12 and it jumped my stop coming back up because I had moved my stop to lock in 12 ticks on this move right here um and it filled me over here with plus three so my stop was down here and it filled me over here so then I stopped trading the ES. um that's what put me at plus 19 on the morning session Okay, so I didn't trade the ES anymore after that. Maybe it was over here. This was the short. Okay, it wasn't here. It was over here. This was the short. But anyway, I ended up with a plus three on it. It wasn't this one. I thought it was over here for some reason, but it was a few minutes later, right over here. And that's where I stopped trading the ES. Okay, then it just got really messy and I had put my DOM down so I wouldn't be tempted to take any more trades. And I was trying to call the trades out as they were coming, but it was happening so fast. You see all these bars that are happening within a minute in here. And it was just minute after minute after minute of all these really fast bars happening. And so I was trying to call things out as they were happening. I'm not gonna go through every single trade setup that happened because there were just so many. Um, and it was so hard to get into them and trade them. You know, We had suggested that you just stop trading the S at that point because the DOMS weren't keeping up and and the market was just jumping around too fast you see how how much space there is in between every one of these minutes all those bars in between every one of those minutes on a normal day it's not like that you know with the markets are normal and we did have high impact news come out today to just add to all that all right so we'll jump over here to a larger time frame because i didn't take any more trades on the es we just took those three trades on the es and we were at plus 19. Um. Jump over here to the larger time frame. Now, what was happening at the time was this candle. Now, all of this had happened in the pre-market. Okay, and it got all the way down here, all in the pre-market. Um, why did I do that last night? Yeah, okay. So, um, so it got all the way down here. I was looking to see when I placed that over last night. Anyway, I want to see who's in here for a second. He's on it, um, and it was retracing half of this. It was trying to retrace half of that, and that's about where it is right now. It's pretty close to half of the retracement of this. Anyway, what we saw it doing in here was, it made this huge candle, it dropped here all the way down, then it dropped through the BBC here. This is what we were watching. We we're watching for the BBC to see if it was going to hold here, and then we're, you know, well, first we we're watching for the weekly trading zone and then the BBC to see what was going to hold. And neither one of them held. Well, they both held, I'm sorry. (laughs) Neither one of them let it go through. All right. They both held and it pushed it back up. And this was a doji candle. So the way that it was looking after that, um, this was looking like a bullish candle. And then we're looking at this candle. After this candle closed, we were thinking we had a pretty good feeling it was going to go up, but then this candle started. And at the end of the, at the end of the morning session, this was looking really bearish, but it came right down here into the weekly trading zone. And what I said, after I closed off the morning session this morning, I said, okay, well, it would be a real treat for me to come back at the top of the hour and have this be a blue candle. You know, Because it would have a huge wick down here at the bottom and that would be really bullish if we had a blue candle there. And sure enough, that's what it did for us. And um, what we were saying now, Dwayne's got a, uh, an alert that he put out that should have triggered you in right in here. You should have gotten to the first target on that already. And I think he's got another target up here. And I was saying look for 612. And after 612, look for it to get up to here. But before all this happened right here with the with the BBC and the MA1 and the weekly trading zone, what we were saying is if it does happen that way and we get the up close, that's going to have a cross of the BBC and the MA1 right out of weekly trading zone. Okay. So this is a huge support area right now. And what's likely to happen is it's gonna move up quite a bit. It might move all the way up to here. You're eventually gonna get a pullback to this BBC. And when it does pull back to the BBC, it should probably hold. You're gonna have bullish separation down here, but it should probably hold, like this one over here did, all right? The BBC should probably hold and send it even further up. Okay, that's what we were looking at. We're looking at the larger time frame stuff. Now, Dwayne's gonna go into a lot more detail on this when he gets charts back so i'll just move along with my stuff okay over here on gold right now i'm going to jump to gold right there were a lot of trades on gold that triggered that you know that i didn't that i didn't highlight um because gold was jumping around a lot too um but gold and crude were the two markets that we could actually put trades on in so our first trade in gold we picked up two ticks right there we had a break even there we had a break even there then we had a 20 tick trade right over here Now, in between all that, there was a nice long trade right here. Um, Yeah, that was it. There was a nice long trade right over there. Um, And let's see, scroll over here. There was uh, nothing that you could do there. There was nothing long that you could take right here that we did take right here. Um, Somehow, I don't think I counted that one because I only show four ticks on the next gain. And I think that that was much more than four ticks. 22.4. Maybe not, I don't know. But I showed that we went from 22 to 24, and then from 24 to 31. So maybe that was the 24 to 31 and I'm missing one trade in here. Um, and that was that was all we did on the morning session. Now right here on this move down, there was a an opportunity to short it right in there, and again, right here, and again, right here. It looks like maybe one more right there. Uh, then it got really sideways all through here. This is all during the break, and there wasn't really a lot to go on here during the break. Um, it's coming up right now, almost giving a short, but it's not going to be a good trade. Okay, and that was gold. So gold was bouncing all over the place this morning too, and crude oil was too. Now we could we could trade crude. I, I was trying to focus on just one market. The way things were bouncing around so much, and crude ended up being the thing that I put most of my most of my time and effort into. And so that is what resulted in having 12 crew trades this morning. Um,
0: let me scroll all the way back to the beginning here for you. Oh, I didn't put the question box up, hold on. Uh, okay. Come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. still going back okay so
3: in the crude it started out really crazy and you can see that it was you know all these bars in between one minute again and again and again so it was crazy and i wasn't doing anything with it right at the beginning so i was trying to get everything caught up and get my charts right because my es chart was wrong to begin with um so i missed a bunch of trades but then i decided i decided i was just going to start trading crude so our first trade on crude was right here i picked up 10 ticks on that There was a short right here that I missed, another short right here that I missed. It turned around, started going long. There was a long... Nope, that wasn't actually a long right in there. Um, I stopped out on this one. So there's a trade that was missing in here somewhere because I went from 10 to 22. So there's a trade in here for 12 ticks somewhere that I missed. Because I went from 10... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't miss it. Okay, so I went... 10 there, and then I stopped out, and I went down to, I went down to two. All right, so I went from 10 to two, and then I had a break-even trade right there. See how far that went in, and I ended up with a break-even on it. Um, so I had a 10 tick trade right there. There was a trade I missed here, another trade I missed right here. These were some really nice trades that I missed right there. But then I picked up this one, and it went to 22 ticks. That's why I thought I was messed up. I went to 20 ticks, 22 ticks right there. Um, I picked up a 20-tick trade, and then another 10-tick trade right after it put me to 32. Then I had a break-even trade right here. I was looking for it to get up to these numbers, but it was going so fast that it was hard for me to say the numbers, draw the line, and get the trade off. But I ended up uh, with 20 ticks there, 10 ticks there, a break-even there. Then I moved over here. I picked up five more ticks here to put me at plus 37. Then I stopped out somewhere. I had a break-even, a break-even. A break even a stop out that put me back down to 29 and you see these break even trades <clears throat> and this one ended up going about 10 or 15 ticks this one um i got out of break even it pulled back enough just enough to stop me out if i would have stayed in it but it ended up going up so the direction was right it just it was so bouncy this one right here i had all this in it and i ended up getting out of break even way over here because i wasn't fast enough and and I had just one more trade that I actually took. There were some more trades in here. There was one there and um, one here. These are trades that I missed. There was one there, there was one there, there was one here, Um, one here. This is one that I took that I didn't record. Um, It looks like I probably picked up 10 takes on that. This is the last one that I did record which was right here and um, I picked up three ticks on that to get to my, to get to plus 31. I believe that's where I stopped. Nope, I tried two times here to get this trade, to get it up to there. I tried two times in there and I ended up with break evens on both of those, then the break happened. Okay, and during the break, let's see, there was a short in here, a short here, a short here, Turned around, tried to go long, but there was nothing you could do in there. Then We had the short right over here, another short there. Then it's just been going up since then. But if you look at this, you know, every now and then I would glance back at the 30 minute chart and I'd see this one right here this morning was trying to get up to the BBC. Now it's gotten up above the BBC, it pulled back down to it, it's tested it now and it's bouncing off it. So where it should go now, the next level that it should go up to is 6740, should be the next level. And above 6740, you have a big woo spot right here, okay, from 6740 all the way up here. And that would coincide with the ES running up. So that is, that is a very likely scenario. All right, I'll draw that in and we can look at it tomorrow.
0: It's going to be right in there. Okay.
3: Okay, we can look at that tomorrow and see if we actually hit that. Now, these were spots yesterday that I drew in. We didn't ha- We didn't actually hit any of them. Um, we didn't get up into that one. We didn't get up into that one. Um, we just kept going down yesterday. So this is the one it's looking like right now. If we get up into this and we close this candle up inside it, I'd look for a 50% retracement of the candle. I don't know where the BBC is gonna stand at that point, but then a move up is what I'd look for on the crude oil on the larger time timeframe. Um, the gold, I'll look at the larger time frame for that too, really quick. There's a woo spot in the gold too. Um, on the downside, let's blow this up so we can see it a little better. You see, I really got to back it. I got to back it way up. We have this thing that we created last week that we're just getting into right now. If I extend this thing out to the right, you see, we're just getting into it right now. And so the bottom side of that is right here. And that's where I would expect the gold to drop down to. Um, yeah, so that's the larger picture stuff. Okay. So I said all that to say this. If you have not taken a free trial with us and you want to, go here to com. And all we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest trading channel so we can tailor one on one training just for you. Hit the send button to be sent to confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link. Okay. If you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial. If you're going to read the spreadsheet, you got to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the second day of the month. Um, today, the second day of December, 2021 We made 31 ticks in crude, 31 ticks in gold and 19 ticks on the ES, put us at plus 8.57 and a half on the morning session. Today, it took six minutes and two trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $200 a contract, and we took a total of 22 trades this morning. So on the month now, we're up $1,527. That's over two trading days, averaging $763 per contract per two-hour trading day. On the year, now we've gotten our goal on 228 out of 231 days, and that puts us at $133,602. So for 231 days, averaging $578 per contract for two-hour trading day, that's on the year, and this is on the month right now. Now, we're only two days into the month, so that's going to drop. But it would be great if we kept it at that. Um, If you were to quit trading when you got your goal for the day, and you would add one contract per month, so far, and you did everything exactly like I did, so far this year, you would have worked a total of 61.2 hours, and you would have averaged $2,845 per hour on the year. Okay. All right, guys. Um, with that, I am going to pass it back out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona, in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Dwayne, if you are ready. You can uh, take Yes, it back. I am. Look at that big blue candle on the 30 minute. I
1: know. Yeah,
3: that is a pretty thing.
1: Timing makes everything, though, because I got stopped out twice on that move up. Did you really? And I was oh, trading wow. along, yeah. But you gotta honor your stop, so. Eh, such is life. Yep. Give me something Trade to do. This, give me something to do this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> earn, <laughs> earn it back. <coughs> so plan. All right, That's recap it. of the recap.
3: Uh, today, oh, today it took six minutes and two trades to get to two hundred dollars per contract.
1: Six minutes, two trades, $200 a contract. Good job. Thank you. Okay. Well, you just heard and saw what happened in the live training room this morning. Uh, What's happened so far this week in Logic 247, which is our 24-7 around-the-clock e-mini alert service. The channel opens for business Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern and stays open around the clock. Till Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern when the global markets close. Alerts could come at 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. It's whenever opportunity presents itself. We're in week 174. So far this week we've issued a total of 58 alerts. Eight never triggered. Still waiting on the outcome of seven. We've had 43 actionable alerts of which three or seven percent would have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract, per trade, less when possible, using the market structure and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. Now, when I started the show, I mentioned to you that there's three different ways to join the show, but if you miss the show live, there's even a fourth way that you can join the show. You can simply say, Hey, Alexa, play E-mini Daily Report. You're
2: listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network.
1: Alexa, stop. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you back tomorrow for another episode. God, she's so polite. Okay. The CTAs, our original alert service. These do not come out around the clock. These are posted as a static report shortly after the Globex open each evening. Last night, Globex open at 6 p.m. Eastern. I got the report out at 6.40. We cover all the same markets in the CTAs that we do in Logic 247. Oh, hang on. I just got a text from uh, Garrett. Garrett's gonna join the show today. I had forgot about that. Uh, Hang on, let me answer him back. So he'll be joining us roughly top of the hour. Okay. Okay, perfect, I get the message off to him. Now there's two numbers for each market. What you should do for the markets you trade When this report is published, make note of where price is at the time the report comes out. Because if price starts trending up towards 45.82, that's bullish, and our strategy will look for opportunities to be long the market. And you yourself, using logic 247 and everything you learn in the live training room about our methodology and strategy, You'll use all those tools to yourself find opportunities to belong the market. If, on the other hand, price starts trending down towards 44.94, that's bearish, so we'll be looking for opportunities to be short the market. So you just draw a line in the sand on each one of these for the markets that you trade, and as we go to my charts, uh, you'll see exactly how I've drawn those lines. Okay. S&P Daily. What a ride we've had. Okay, the last leg up began on October 1st. That's when we put in the low. Okay, the high of this rally came on November 22nd when we put in the new all-time historic intraday high. Price then retraced to the 24% fib in the Daily BBC Let me refresh. I don't know if I refreshed this yet today. Let me just do a quick refresh. There we go. Yeah. All right. So, on the last leg up, from the low to the high, here's the 24% Fib. Here's the 38% Fib. Now, the 38% Fib led to a 100-point bounce. Okay? But then when price... Hit red and falling, the BBC, the step line, red and falling, that's good resistance times three. At the 24% fib, what did it do? It sent price back down through the 38% fib, and this time the bounce came off the 50% fib retracement. So it came all the way down, and now we've bounced all the way back and we've gotten above the 38. Okay. And so, from the 50% Fib, which is at 4,500, we bounced today up to a high of 4,587. That's an 87-point bounce, okay? Now, price struggling here, okay, at the step line, right? So, we've had a bullish move to the upside, but keep these numbers in mind. Right up here at the 24% FIB, roughly 46.27. We've got that FIB, which on the way down is support, but on the way back up becomes resistance. We've got red and falling. We've got the step line. we got the daily BBC all grouped together right there in one place. So if price can make it up to this area, then the next high probability move would be another leg to the downside. If price is able to overcome this bearish setup, then we would look to our Fibonacci price extensions. Okay, here's the 24% Fib price extension, the 38, the 50, and the 62. So again, Keep your eyes peeled for price to make it up into this area, roughly 4620 uh, to 4630. Okay, and on your smaller time frame, 30 minutes, you'll start to see a rounding top, just like the rounding top we got on the daily chart. There and there. Everything we do, everything we teach is fluid across all markets and all time frames anything i say to you about this daily chart of the s p 500 e mini futures would also apply to a one minute chart of crude oil or a nine minute chart of silver okay just to pull something out of the air so we know where resistance is high of the day we know where support is low of the day okay and that little window of opportunity we drew on the show yesterday boom we filled it okay and Right back up through it all right moving on to the 30-minute chart now we almost have a bearish cross here okay which is really important because we've had very few bearish crosses this entire year in fact what you're looking at right here that's the most amount of time that price spent below the daily BBC this entire year okay so, we've had very few bearish crosses this year. Uh, I think two. Well, I can't scroll all the way back without scrunching my chart. But see, every time price pulls back to the BBC, it holds. The pullback to the BBC holds more often than it doesn't, no matter what market or time frame you're trading. Oh, uh, we did have a little bearish cross back here in May. And that's as far as I can go back right now. So, again, but each one of these pullbacks, pullback held, the pullback held, the pullback held, the pullback held, and it held, and it held. You get the idea? Pullback holds more often than it doesn't. Now, if we trade up to this resistance area, and then our daily candle, the Friday candle, which will start tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, If that starts to print red, that's going to complete the bearish cross. And when we get a bearish cross, you can see what happens. Then price pulled back to the BBC. It took three days, but the pullback held. And down we went for another leg. Back to the BBC. It held again for three days. But then price ran into blue and climbing, which took us on this incredible journey that we've seen and then the rounding top, okay. You see how blue and climbing went red and flat, and you got a flash of blue and you went back to red? That's always a good signal. When you see the red give you a flash of blue and they go back to red, or vice versa on any time frame, that's confirming that this part actually had it right, okay? So if we do get the bearish cross, and it could be the pullback, and then, again, tonight's candle opening could be what drags the CFMA1, or red and falling as I call it, below the BBC. Then, the we're we've already traded below the BBC, but it's the bearish cross that confirms we have further downside to go, just like over here. Okay? Now, again, you have to embrace all possibilities just because we see that to be the next high probability move. We know from Logic 247, 174 weeks, over 9,000 individual alerts, 20% of the time the market does not do the next high probability thing. Okay, so on to the 30-minute chart. CTA on the short side, never triggered long side just triggered at 45.82 and we put in a swing high at 45.87 so five points $50 a point $250 per contract traded now once an alert triggers there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times yesterday was an extraordinary day when we saw just how many times a trade could trigger. I think we had some yesterday triggered four, five, six times. Okay, so we've triggered on the long side, no trigger on the short side. The vertical line separates yesterday, Wednesday, from today, Thursday. Here's the open last night. We run right up to the weekly trading zone, which we expect to be good resistance until proven otherwise. That resistance sent the market looking for support, which it found at the BBC. I'm sorry, at Blue and Climbing. That support sent us back to the zone and the BBC. Now, when price moves up to a weekly zone, we expect resistance until proven otherwise. When price moves up to the BBC, we expect resistance until proven otherwise. So this is resistance times two, the BBC and the weekly trading zone. Now, these zones are published Monday morning, 6.15 a.m. Eastern for all of our members. We've published the zone since December 14th, 2009. Well over a decade, and they have treated us very, very well. So, Price makes a couple of attempts, okay, to break through the zone, to break through the BBC. Ultimately, it fails. We get red and falling, and then we get this nice move to the downside. Now, Amon and I, we were trading on the London Open at 3 o'clock, and our final trade to target was down here at the zone, and it never quite made it there. Now, we're getting ready to see if, in fact, the next trigger is going to trigger here on the long CTA at 45.82. Now, let me draw your attention to this important fact. You see, this bullish cross that led to an extended move, we've not revisited that area as of yet. Okay, we had a bullish cross. No, actually, we did already revisit it. Okay, and it did give us a bounce. gave us a huge bounce. Okay, so I was going to extend that across... But I'm not going to because it's already served its purpose. And so I'm going to push this back into yesterday. Here's the one you want to look at. Right here. This bearish cross. price gets to that area, you should expect there to be some good resistance. At least on the first trip up. Okay? Any time a bullish cross or bearish cross leads to an extended move when price revisits the area of the cross where the cross took place. In this case, you expect it to be resistance. Coming down, we expected it to be support. See that beautiful bounce? Then we bounced again. And then we finally broke through it. Okay, So really good watching for the first time down. and This was the window of opportunity that we drew in yesterday during the show okay and so from this high really window of opportunity here it's pretty big uh, like this area right here about 4590 up to 4610 but how does how does that jive with the daily chart 4590 to 4610. Okay, 45.90 to 46.10. That that jives beautifully, okay? So, that's the story on the S&P. Moving on to the Dow. The Dow never triggered on the short side. That should be over here. Should be like this. Okay, now the long CTA on the Dow did trigger. And let me drag that across. Okay, so the trigger was 34, 485. So on the first move higher, we made it up to. 503 so that's 15 18 points at five dollars a point just shy of a hundred dollars per contract traded then price got back below the trigger and triggered again this time it took us up to 670 so 670 so far 670 minus 485 it's 185 points at $5 a point that's $925 per contract traded okay now the trade to target is way up here however in order to get there we would have to pass through this resistance right here created by the bearish cross and then also the resistance created by this swing high okay so, if you're not already long the CTA, let it get above this bearish cross. And then, on whatever time frame you execute, a pullback to the BVC that holds. That's your go signal to get yourself long. And always look left, okay, to see where you may potentially run into resistance. Right there. Right there. Right there. Okay. All right. All right takes care of the dow go to the russell okay now the russell the long side was 2199 not 0.20 so let me fix that okay all right so we're just now triggering for the first time and we made it almost a point and a half. Okay, so, but this isn't over. This is just price behaving the way price behaves around the CTA. Price behaves around a CTA much like it does a weekly trading zone. The most likely thing to happen, the thing you're going to see 70 to 75% of the times consolidation, this is wide ranging consolidation. Second most likely thing you're going to see is this. 20 25 percent of the time rejection this was a big red candle all the way down to the zone by the time the 30 minute candle closed all that was left touching the zone was the wick so this window of opportunity that i drew on the show yesterday we did it once and then we got back to the top of the window we did it twice then we got back to the top of the window and we did it three times Okay, now you've got to learn to spot these windows of opportunity yourself because we don't want you to be dependent on us. We want to teach you, we want to fellowship with you, we want you to be a part of the family, but we don't we don't want you to need us, okay, once we train you. Hang around, help the new guy, don't go away, but you should learn to spot these windows yourself. So the top of this window was roughly 2193. Bottom of the window was $2,183. So that's a $500 per contract move and a $500 per contract move. And then another $500 per contract move. Okay. I drew this in for you yesterday on the show. Okay. All right. What do we got going on with the Russell? If we can get up through this trigger, we got potential resistance overhead right here. Okay, bearish cross led to an extended move. First time up, we expect that to be good resistance. It's got to get out of the gate. It's still trying to get out of the gate. So, onto the NQ. Covered the S&P, the Russell, the Dow, NQ. The NQ has not triggered on the long side. It did trigger on the short side. So uh, the number was fifteen eight ten, not point five zero. Okay, all right. So this first little drop, basically price got rejected, but we did drop to fifteen eight zero one. That's nine points at twenty dollars a point. Right there is a hundred and eighty dollars per contract traded. Right there, nine points, twenty dollars a point. $180 per contract traded. Price then got back above the trigger, triggered again. The second time, it took us down to 790 Okay, so that's 20 points at $20 a point. That's $400 per contract traded. And then we got rejected, <coughs> and no, actually we didn't. We traded this short candle opened here and continued down to here, which was uh, seven eighty-eight. We'll call it. We'll call that seven ninety. We'll just call that a duplication of the other one. Okay, for simple math. Now, this one. Not all triggers are created equal. We did trigger, and we made the biggest move from 810. We dropped to 762. Uh, so it'd be 38, it'd be 48 points, twenty dollars a point. It's almost a thousand dollars per contract traded. However, my hesitancy with this one is in order for this to happen, price had to pass through blue and climbing, and blue and climbing represents support. And so we spiked blue and climbing, we spiked the trigger, but ultimately blue and climbing led the market higher. Okay? We don't have any bearish crosses over here to worry about. So let me give you another window of opportunity. Alright, 16.080 16, to 16.120, that's 40 points at $20 a point. If we go from the bottom of the window to the top of the window, that's $800 per contract traded in that window. And of course, it could continue moving right on up to the zone could trade through the zone, okay? But remember, all the markets typically follow the direction of the S&P 500. So, once we find resistance, solid resistance for the S&P, then be cautious being long on the other indices, okay? Price now pulling back to the BBC We don't quite have the bullish cross yet. If we come down and touch the BBC and the next 30-minute candle starts printing green, then we will have our bullish cross, we'll have our confirmation, and there will probably be a window of opportunity in this area right here. Okay, we got to wait for this pullback to finish, and we'll get a new candle in about five minutes. Uh, I think it's probably going to take more than five minutes, though, for price to reach the BBC or the step line, where, where it, right now it's looking, it found resistance. Found resistance at what's the high of this candle 16061. Whenever the market finds resistance, it's going to turn around and go look for support. And so, where do we expect to find support? Well, step lines, first place. Then of course, the BBC and blue and climbing combo here. And could it spike through there and actually touch the zone? It's a possibility, okay. All right, moving on to crude oil. All right, on the short side. 64.75 was the trigger. The zone is actually 64.45. Let me fix that. Slash 64.50. 64.45. Slash 64.50. So from 75 down to 50, that's 25 points, 25 ticks at $10 a tick. That's two hundred and fifty dollars per contract traded, and then of course you can see what happened: is it traded through the zone, spiked way below it, and on this move it didn't get back above the trigger, uh, which is a shame because it would have given us this trade right here. The long side, which is sixty-seven twenty. Not 21. We put a swing high at just 67.36. So, that's $160 per contract traded. From 20 to 36, that's 16 ticks at $10 a tick, $160 per contract traded. Now, price, after doing that, price came down and did it on the short side, like we were just talking. Uh, I mean, you could actually look at this candle, even though it didn't re-trigger, you could look at it as a continuation. Uh you were waiting for an exit signal or something you you might have caught part of this but we're just gonna call it as it as it lies price pulling back to the BBC we expect that to be good support if in fact it turns out to be good support if the pullback holds it holds more often than it doesn't Then I would consider being long 66 70 to 66.95 and you got that swing high to be concerned about and then there's the trigger okay remember once an alert triggers there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times so this pullback in order for that to happen this pullback has to hold and then I would want to see the next green candle which comes in one minute or the next candle if it's green which is coming in about less than one minute. If it starts printing green, I want to see price get above that step line right there before I enter my window of opportunity and then probably take my profit before I run into this potential resistance. Okay. All right. got two markets left. Gold. No trigger on the long side. Triggered on the short side. That number is 1769 and not 0.3. Okay, no trigger on the long side. Here's where we open. Price came down to the zone. It consolidated. That's the most likely thing to happen at a weekly trading zone. Consolidation. I already covered that. Only three things happen at a zone consolidation rejection and the slice and I'll see a good example of a slice I'll show it to you oh well now because we had this previous consolidation so that's not a textbook slice example but it did what a slice does see how it sliced through the zone and then came back to the zone it sliced through and then continued in the direction of the slice again that's not a perfect example but you get the idea okay the trigger was 69 and the swing low of this candle 67.8 so that would be 120 dollars per contract traded then we get back above the trigger get a bearish cross we want that red and falling if we're going to go short and From 1769, we put in a low at 63.7. So we'll be conservative and call it 64. So that's $500 right there per contract traded. Then price got back above the trigger, triggered again. This time it took us down to. 1762.8. So we'll be conservative, round that up to 63. That's $600 per contract traded. I hope you understand when I say important prices, important areas are almost always tested. See the consolidation at the zone, rejection at the zone, back to the zone, consolidation, right? More consolidation. Consolidation is what you're going to see. Seventy to seventy-five percent of the time, rejection. Twenty to twenty-five percent of the time, and the slice. Boop, boop, boop. All right. I'm trying to get this all done before Garrett shows up. He should be here any moment. Garrett, if you are here already, just type something in the chat box so I know you're here. Ah, uh, Silver, really quiet. Silver's building quite a base here. Around this $22 price. Uh, How are you doing? Hey, hey. There's the man. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Now, this conversation you and I were having yesterday afternoon, here was the initial move down to the 38% FIB retracement. And then it bounced after we hit it. Then we bounced. And the bounce continued. So like a 100-point bounce. And we came back down through the 38 we hit the 50. the 50 was good support as expected and has now bounced us up 66 points on the session so how are you today i'm fine i was um i might be
0: a uh, a short uh tenured guest today because uh, okay. i didn't get a chance to i had a bunch of charts uh, and now that it hit, um, uh, you know, the target, it turned things, but at least I can show you, uh, what I was looking at, uh, yesterday. Okay. Um, I'm going to make you. And that, cause, cause we're looking at, it's uh, similar things, but uh, there was one other thing I was looking at that, um, uh, really, um, let's see, show my screen. Um, I need to well let's see let me click on that again i've got a uh, there you go i'm gonna i'm gonna try and move we can, we can this
1: over it. here yeah just grab it right up at the top you should be able to drag it anywhere you want even to another monitor
0: darn it uh let's try this see if this works oh yeah okay there we go
1: now what i've got to do is move my other
0: page over so okay. are are we looking at a chart now yes we are this is the daily chart of the S and P, and just to um, to do something here while I've got everybody on with me, uh, taking um, let's just do a Fibonacci at what Dwayne was talking about, and let me just uh, put it put it in here. Uh, I'm going to just eyeball this, but since it's blown up, we'll be pretty
1: close. Um, Now, this is the cash market, right? Uh, Yes, yes, yes. The futures low came in on October 1st, but the cash market low, as you can see, came in on the 4th.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, this is uh, the 4th. And um, anyway, you had a um, 50% retracement right here. Now, here is yesterday's um, close mm-hmm. and it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it closed right on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Dwayne and I were talking about that. I had been short and covered my short, and uh, didn't uh, have enough guts to go long than I should have. <laughs> uh, um, and last night it went if you're trading the the futures or you're trading the futures options last night i i saw it up 40 points you know pretty much right out of the chute and then it came back down to zero back down again this morning and then it said well we'll take you up again so you know for somebody who was on the ball and and aggressive um you know it was perfect but this is an example of perfection and why you use technical analysis so um, to dwayne's credit in our conversation yesterday he was saying look we came down to the 382 which was perfect and we did and the next bar opened up up here and brought you up above the uh, uh the 23.6 uh, retracement so you had a nice potential move here and um then you were coming back down and now of course you just went right through the
1: uh uh,
0: the 382 like a a hot knife through butter but stopped at the 50. yep and i use now i want to take a look at this trend line Mm -hmm. let's let's do this and make it a little easier to look at um this trend line and i'll show you what this is and why it's in my view incredibly important what happened today well we went down to here you know so i mean if you if you if you want to put uh, you know some uh if you want to be a proponent for technical analysis this is incredible and so's this because i mean here here is perf- here you're looking at technical analysis perfection right here um and this is why uh, people like Dwayne and myself spend our time looking at charts. But uh, right down yesterday and today what happens? We broke this line, but where did we go? We just went down to this line. And both of these are exact. You know, it doesn't get much better. Let me, let me put this into perspective. Let me put it into perspective correctly. There you go. Okay. Why is this important? because this is the march low of last year where the s p got down to what was the low there 2191 you know mm-hmm. uh, and we're you know more than twice that right now mm-hmm. and you can see this trend line this is the most external trend line that you can draw by external i mean uh i mean just that in other words this would be uh, is this a valid trend line? Sure it is. You know, I mean, this this trend line coming off this low right here, uh, if you want to draw that in, uh, that's a pretty good trend line. And, uh, you know, it's catching a correction here. And, yeah, you went down here a little bit, but you closed up here. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good trend line. It's done what you would expect it to do, but it's an internal line. And um, uh, what you can do on this, of course, is, you know, go down here and now you're catching this point here and you can stretch this out. And this trend line's worked out, (laughs) worked out pretty well too. So catching these lows, there's a reason to do it. Uh, Over here, you know, you've got another one, but when I say external, this is, this is the most external point you can, you can put up until this point in time. So when you go from here to here with, a meaningful point abc decline uh you shouldn't break this on the way down particularly since you're incredibly oversold getting there and one of the things i wanted to share with your audience um is this i uh not particularly this one this is this is the rsi on the vix but this is my page with um you know just a lot of indicators we can see that the stochastics are finally down here to 12 so market was pretty oversold yesterday uh if 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 they were up here and and we got down to the 50 percent correction um duane and i might might both have gone for it but we'd be watching it pretty closely because you know we we'd still be overbought and uh, uh, and most likely that things would continue down now they've continued down and so being being down here it, it probably means maybe we've got a rally for a few more days and and the uh, over here the rsi it didn't get down here but it's here and not here <laughs> so it's come down quite a way my indicator is working down and it's it's straight down and, and when this is going on unless this turns dramatically it's basically saying that you know we're buying time now uh before this market turns turns back around to the downside, it's it's probably not you know completely washed out. This was what I was going to show you, and uh, this is something that I've never seen happen before, because I don't think it's happened before. But Dwayne can tell me from his experience whether that's true or not. Um, this is the McClellan oscillator. It's a breadth indicator uh, uh, based on advances and declines. Um, Here's the top of the market. You've got two tops. You've got one right there. And uh, uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, the November, what was it, fourth top, fourth or fifth? Uh, This is the fifth. And the McClellan oscillator at that point was at um, 108, you know. And it's, and by the way, it's a divergent signal here. You're, you have less buying pressure here in McClellan Oscillator than you did over here, and the market moved from here to here. So you've got a classic divergent sell signal. So you're going, well, I to sell it. So you sell it here, and, um, and the market dropped for a couple of days, uh, trading days, down to the 10th, which is about, looks like two or three trading days at the most. And you're down here, and uh, all of a sudden, it starts going back up and it's like uh i'm sorry uh, you start going back up from here and you go what the heck this thing's falling in into the you know to the abyss mm-hmm. and uh right. now you make it a, a high and and again what do they do when you make this high let me let me point this out when you make this high um here's the market it comes up here this is what we were talking about down here it, it corrects down uh, it comes back over, and look at these closing prices, these bars. You're really not getting much of a movement over all these days. I mean, you're you're basically up around the 4700 level, and then here all of a sudden you shoot up to, what was it, 4723
1: I don't know. Uh, this is oh. that rounding top, guys, that I was talking about last week. I think we're headed into a rounding top, and here's another way of displaying the same thing I've been showing you.
0: Yeah, and here's here you, you move up to 47.43. I mean, you're close here basically at 4,700 the day before. And boom, you open here and you run up to 47.43 and you're thinking, what the heck is going on? So let's take a look uh, at, at this McClellan Oscillator is going down uh, and it's like, uh, now let me put it back and I'll show you what I mean. But here's a high and the McClellan Oscillator down here is it negative one seventy-three? Now, normally, if you in just a normal market, mm-hmm. if you're at a negative one seventy-three in the McClellan Oscillator, you want to be a buyer. I mean, this is like holy smokes, this thing is oversold here. This is this just on the A D line is a buy signal.
1: Well, the bottom really started <clears throat> to fall out the other day when Jerome Powell and Yellen were testifying before Congress. It was going pretty well until it got to the point where they started asking uh powell questions about the taper and he said he's going to address the taper at the next fomc meeting because we know that once the taper starts a hike in interest rates is probably around the corner so the market plummeted as soon as those words came out of his mouth
0: what i wanted to show you there is um uh a ratio adjusted summation index, which I, I I won't bore you with, but historically, uh, going back to, you can take it back to, since it's advances and declines, you can take it back to 1929.
2: Hmm.
0: And what's happened on the ratio adjusted summation index is if you have a market top like 1929, 1973, 1987, 2000, 2007, When you have a new high, when you make that final top and you make a a new all-time high and you've got a ratio adjusted summation index under 500, that's defined all those prior tops. Now I've got this thing around. I can, uh, if I thought about it, I'd show you, but I can verbally tell you, we're at about 516 and so forth. And then all of a sudden this day happens and we break under 500 to whatever it was at, 480-something or 490-something, and boom, there's your high. During the day, it looked like, gosh, I can't understand why with this going on down here, but uh, here we are, you know, 40, what are, What was 47.23? 40, uh, yeah, 40, I'm sorry, 47.43. Looks like it's going up, and this is saying just it couldn't be worse. Let me show you the difference. Here, we're still in a bull market. What happens when you're down at a bottom looking for a buy? Well, look at this. Here, here's where you are. Here, let me do it from down here. Here, here is a low right here. Uh, what's it look like? Well, boom, you're you're approaching a bottom. In this case, it bottomed first and turned up. That's even better. At this point, you've got a divergent signal and and you've got a bottom. But as you get going in your move, they become fairly coincident. For example, here's one right on the low. Here's another low. What happens here? Right on the low. What about here? Right pretty close, right here, right right on the low. If you buy here, you're fine. Uh, again, another low, short-term low. Uh, up here, short-term low. Over here short term low and again short term short term low so we get the picture and the idea is oh boy if once this thing moves up and after it's gone down i just buy it and and even if that's all you ever did you'd be making some pretty good buys and and getting your rallies and follow it with the stop you're going to make money right along all of a sudden and with tops in a bull market it's a little it's a little different here you've got a top you know here you've got a top. In general, it's the case, but in a bull market, uh, it's more the bottoms. That In a bull market, you want to buy the bottoms. In a bear market, you want to sell the tops. Well, here we go, and up here, we're still in the bull market, but now we've got a pretty good argument based on past history and the ratio-adjusted summation index that maybe this is the top. Now, we'll find out, mm-hmm. but... Um, But there's a good argument now that you can make here um, that you couldn't have made anywhere along here, that this actually is the top. And you couldn't have made it over here either uh, because we uh, we weren't below the 500 there. So we've potentially got a change in direction. And when there's a change in direction, these things work differently. You're not looking to buy the lows anymore. You'll be looking to sell the highs and and here's a high and this high as far as a cell is fine but look where this thing is <laughs> you know this is something this is something that I've never seen happen before ever where you've got a new all-time high
1: uh-huh.
0: and you're and you're down at a, I I believe a negative 176 yeah there it is it's this this is buy range down here look i mean let me let me put this into perspective um this is just an in general uh over overbought and oversold that that comes with the indicator well we're we're way below the oversold now this just to put this in perspective it at it, it a minus um where were we minus 176 right there uh, this is a low here, uh, and it's a low in the market. You see it going back. Down here is the lowest we've seen for a while, and this is a minus, oh, what is it? I can't read that, Two, 296. Yep. Over here, you have an extreme oversold condition. I mean, the, the greatest oversold condition we've had in a long time, and we're down at a minus 413. So you, this is extreme. You throw this out. You don't even put that in your numbers. And if you're looking for oversold positions, by and large, you're looking, you know, if you get down, what is this, minus 200? Uh, yeah, I mean, roughly minus 180, 190, 200. You're, you're seriously oversold. And nine times out of 10, you just close your eyes and buy here and you're just fine. Well, if you close your eyes and bought here, you'd be doing it here right at the top of the market absolutely. I've never seen this before. And, to sh- and again, this is, this is breadth, breath, breath uh, indicator insanity here. You've got, when you're looking at this and you see this break coming through, your break is right here. What's the date? Um, November 12th. So November 12th is saying, Hey, you know, watch out, you know this is this is this is this yellow line is the advanced decline line this is the red line is a 10 uh period moving average of the ad line and this is a 30 period moving average so this is kind of telling you your trends up your trends still up uh the shorter one saying hey your trends up and now it, it's turning and you're thinking, why is it turning? You know, market hasn't topped until here, but all of a sudden you got to turn down here and your AD line both going down. And this is starting to lose its momentum. So in here, you're thinking, something, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally that's giving you, you know, a big, and then you have this thing running up to 47, 43, and you go, gee, what's wrong with the AD line? And the answer is nothing, you know. <laughs> Boom! You're going down. Now, if I was looking at the Russell, uh, it started going down right away. I mean, it, it it was down here, and this market should be down here. Uh, it it w- with this type of a breakdown in breadth uh, it, on the Nasdaq Composite the other day, and it's probably worse now. But you only had 28 percent of the stocks above their 200-day moving average, uh, meaning 72 percent are below your 200-day moving average. So that's a that's a big that's a big that's a big breakdown. What it's saying is, what we're looking at here is this is telling you that the stock market is down big, and and by the way, let me let me put this into perspective I think it's I can go here let me let me let me let me see uh, I just picked out some stocks here uh, I mean look at this PayPal that's a pretty good company yep. I mean people people use PayPal. I use PayPal I like sure. PayPal I, I pay things you, on PayPal. you can
1: now buy sell and pay for goods and services with crypto on PayPal on yeah and you can Jack do Dorsey left Twitter he resigned as CEO so he could focus on Square, which they've renamed Block Square or Square Block. And they have a subsidiary called Spiral that will be specifically focused on one of them. The, the main company will be focused on blockchain technology, but the subsidiary, Spiral, uh, will focus specifically on cryptocurrencies. It's two different things, Dwayne, guys. The blockchain. It, it, and the cryptocurrencies, two different things. Is that still
0: SQ? Is that the symbol? You, you uh, square you, it, square used to be SQ. You
1: well, know, I, hang on and let me find out for you. Hang on.
0: Uh, let me see square anyway, what I was new. what I was gonna show you on PayPal here Trading. is this stock, I mean, just to show you that it's a, a, a stock, the stock market. Here's what the stock market's doing. PayPal is a good company, 310 here, down to under 100, uh, 180. I mean, that's, and this is in just a matter of, what, three months? Three, four months. This is a horrific collapse of a good company.
1: Uh, if you take, um, it here. It looks let, like the symbol is still CI. Oh, okay. Because because uh, let, let me see if there's a symbol for square block.
0: So, I know square was SQ. Here, let me give you another example. Everybody knows Roku, right? Look at this. Here's Roku, uh, a, a great little streaming company that a lot of people use. Here's the high at four hundred ninety dollars a share, or yeah, four hundred ninety dollars
1: a share. It's a two o seven. SQ, you're right, SQ. It looks like it's still trading under... uh, Yeah, SQ is what I thought it was. Yeah, SQ is still... Let me just see what the headline here here, says. Here, I'll put it up. Uh, Jack Uh, Dorsey... Okay, here's the story. Jack Dorsey Square rebrands... Let me get this out of my way. Uh, Jack Dorsey Square rebrands its name to block okay B-L-O-C-K why are all uh, these guys like Zuckerberg fin, Fintech All and, the, go ahead
0: I was just wondering why all the uh, uh, <laughs> I a, call them a, the criminals it's all about the metaverse. it's all, all
1: about the metaverse if you aren't involved yeah. in the metaverse yet in fact the one I'm looking to go after today is TSX uh, that's a token in the metaverse but the story behind what happened at Square Fintech and digital payment giant Square has changed its name to Block in a move that reflects changes to its business, the company said in a statement late Wednesday. The Square name has become synonymous with the company's seller business, and this move allows the seller business to own the Square brand it was built for. The change to Block acknowledges the company's growth. Noting that since its founding in 2009, the firm has added mobile payment service, Cash App, streaming music service, Tidal, and Bitcoin-focused open developer platform, TBD, something I can't even pronounce. In terms of crypto, Square is also in the process of building a hardware wallet and is considering creating a Bitcoin mining service. Uh, tell this is uh... a good deal. It says that now, the company's stock ticker on the New York Stock Exchange will remain as SQ.
0: Now, here's a question for you. Uh, what's a hardware wallet? Is that a, a safer wallet? That, uh... Uh,
1: a hardware wallet would be like uh, an external hard drive. Uh, the one I use is the Ledger uh, the Ledger, uh, Nano S. There's a newer one, the Ledger Nano X, that can communicate via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi with your phone. But I like to keep the whole purpose of a hardware wallet is that it's air-locked. Once you put your keys on that hardware wallet, then nobody can hack it. Nobody can get to it. Period. So. Uh, uh,
0: that's my question. So and the a second hardware most wallet?
1: popular is Trezor. T-R-E-Z-O-R. You can buy them both off Amazon. But be careful about buying from second and third party sellers. You're best going to the manufacturer because somebody could buy a bunch of those wallets, open them up, put some kind of code in there, and then seal them back up so it looks brand new like it's never been out of the box, and you just bought a ticking time bomb. So while, well, this is
0: this. Go ahead. Yeah, this is why I wanted to to talk with you about this stuff because you have, um, you know, you're you're knowledgeable and experienced on crypto. And uh,
1: when you choose your hardware part. wallet, I mean, you can buy you can buy the Nano S, which works just fine. I think you can get it for about sixty bucks now. The Nano X no. is a little more, but now can you trade? now well you don't trade through your wallet do you um but well, you do can you use, yes like... because what you do is if you get the uh if you, ledger is the company that makes the nano s and so then what you do is once you have your hardware wallet on your computer you install what's called uh <clears throat> the ledger uh it's called ledger live and so it manages uh, everything that is on your hardware wallet, so yeah. you you can you can open Ledger Live and you can trade right from the Ledger Live platform. Uh, you can swap tokens, you can buy, you can sell, you can send, you can receive. Uh, it's 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 come so far in the last couple of years. I mean. The original versions we were handed of this stuff were so complicated and confusing. And now they've literally brought it to point and click. It's kind of like when we went from DOS to Windows, you know, where you could actually like point and click at stuff instead of just having to remember all these commands to type in. Uh, It's kind of where the crypto space is right now with hardware wallets and how you interface with those wallets.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to uh, really. interested to, I won't waste your time with your audience on that. But Ch- uh, check out the
1: metaverse and yeah. the metaverse Decentraland. That's a big one. Uh, the symbol is MANA, M A N N A. I like that. Sandbox is a big one. I like that. Uh, TSX, this I'm looking square- at axs has already blown up that's over a hundred dollars enj uh i was able to get that at three dollars and 41 cents sandbox i was able to get at 686 mana i got some more at 461 axis i want some but and i think it's up over a hundred dollars already so i haven't made a decision but this tsx i'm chasing today uh it's 25 cents so you know, it's it's a lot easier for something to go from one dollar to ten dollars than it is for it to go from a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. But the percentage return is the same. So you just get yeah. bang for your buck.
0: Let me just see something here. I need to uh, I need to add some speculative names here uh these this is my little crypto list which i haven't that's not a crypto there that's uh uh, just something i was looking at for a friend but um uh the bitcoin here uh uh this is the the new blockchain stock you can see that and here's square that i had right right here now this sounds to me um Uh, I would
1: I would would BTFD I would buy that funny dip uh, on square this one Uh uh-huh
0: yeah yeah, and I I was just doing this on the other chart but I'll show you um what I was looking at here um no do it backwards I guess yeah well we can this is not the way to draw a trend line but if you come in here and go through here. I think this was the line I was looking at.
1: Yeah, I think you can um, parallel that and create a price channel. Almost looks like.
0: Yeah, I always do because that tells me tells me how valid it is. Uh, I like it I like them above and below. Uh, that's for sure. Let's see why. Let's, let's highlight that. Get to parallel, and we can see that
1: uh, mm, you've got. The, I guess not. But over here,
0: over here is where it is. This is what I wanted to see. Okay, here's a good
1: question: Would you put it right where you put it, or would you put it at the top of that wick?
0: On this one here, Uh I would. The reason I don't do this, I draw my trend lines differently than all sorts of people. Okay, Uh, but but and here's why. This is not a real price. It's a real price. Yeah, price but really it did stay go there, here.
1: but it didn't stay there long, right? It yeah. didn't stay
0: there. Here, here you've got real price okay. on this line. All right, you've got a close here. See, it closed here. That's in other words, if you do a line on close, in fact, you it can opened take,
1: and closed right on that line because you yeah, on, these, on that day.
0: These are okay because these are all extremes. See, mm-hmm. that's not a real price. That's you know, your real prices are in here, but we're looking for an extreme. So so that works. Sometimes on these things, I, I, uh, I'll look for, you know, people have a tendency to go from top to top or from bottom to bottom, and, that, and and clearly that's the way you do it. But if you look at some of these things on a longer term, sometimes you're much better off. I don't have a good example here, but sometimes you're much better off uh going into these prices where you've actually got you know you know the 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 bars uh because here here's a real price here's a real price and here's a real price and they're all in line so uh uh, what's uh, the top of that uh, curve?
1: the last candle that printed what's the what's the high of the day on square right there uh the high is one
0: ninety five fifty
1: two. yeah on a break of that I would be long if I was looking to buy stock in Square, and I think I, th- I think it's a good buy. I think Jack Dorsey is going to do great things with this company.
0: That's see, that's what I was going to see. Now, what I'll do to, to to throw in here, just just to to let me know, uh, I mean, just had a curi- just had a curiosity. Here, hang on, will I remember the alphabet? <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Let me change the color on this so we can see it a little better. How about let's try that? This is what I want to see. Okay. I'm getting I'm getting the sell-off here. I want this blue line to flatten. Okay. And then I want this next bar to be shorter, okay. like from here to here. Mm-hmm. Here you see this is your quick on the way down your quick little rally and then when it reverses here it's telling you to get short
1: so uh i think this between line, here and 200 is a gift uh, once you get above 200 uh i still like it at least up to 230. But i think well beyond that
0: let's look at one other thing here
1: uh the rsi and as much as I respect Gee, Jack Dorsey, as much as I respect I, Jack Dorsey's uh, ability to think uh, and his technical technology strengths uh, politically, not that it matters, but we could not be further apart. He's a nut. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's guy's one of those a, granola nuts. But anyway.
0: Well, he's, a, he's probably a communist eugenist like the rest of them. So, yeah. Uh... You know but but anyhow that's uh, that's that used to be okay when we had a free country and now no, we have we, a free country when we don't have a free country we it's, no we don't it's great <laughs> not not great for us freedom folks but it's uh, but it's great for the uh, you know it's interesting if you think like the new world order people everything that's happened makes perfect sense i mean because what what i find with sane people that are well adjusted and do their homework and care and like freedom uh, they're saying, "Boy, the world's upside down. The world's changed. Everything, you know, is is uh, is just crazy." Um, and next, next year, yeah.
1: midterm elections. If we don't have a red wave, then America is sunk. I- I'm I'm sorry to say, it's. It, I might move to El well, Salvador. Bitcoin well, national think... currency.
0: I was thinking there's a place called Toto Santos down in the Baja California area it's just idyllic you know just perfect climate and uh, you know people are down there uh, on the internet and let's go down there and <laughs> let's go down there
1: what do you say I'll go with you and we'll and I, we'll trade which which side what? of the coast is it on west It's on the west side uh, west side of Baja I'll check
0: it yeah the weather is incredible okay um just let me
1: know when you want to go I'll be ready yeah I'm telling you that would that would be I mean, fun we don't, we don't have to move there right away we can take a trip first and you know scope it out yeah. see if we can find someplace affordable uh, to set up Oh, shop, you, you, can, you
0: can get the stuff on the beach down there it's a beautiful uh, uh, beautiful beautiful place um, let me show you Let's how, see. Let's... how
1: far south is it from the u.s. border uh, well you know where Cabo is yeah
0: you're about an hour north of cabo oh, on the west way coast. down there see the place so i you're, love you're,
1: is rocky point which is on the east side uh of baja uh on the sea of cortez that's we have a little yeah. piece of property down there um that's nice we had a, we had a it, it, for isn't years there, isn't san felipe down that way mm, a little further south
0: oh okay so you're you're not from, too my, south at from all.
1: my door to our place uh the mission uh down in uh Puerto penasco it's a four-hour drive from doorstep to doorstep
0: yeah and i think it takes six uh, hours should, to get what,
1: to the ocean in san diego but only four hours to get to the sea of cortez
0: yeah i think you'll find um
1: uh uh the weather to be um well, in Rocky Point, the summers are unbearable. There's so much humidity. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. The place See, you're talking about Here, different.
0: This has a remarkable, uh, uh, the, the weather is literally remarkable hmm. uh, throughout the year. Uh, it, it's just, I mean, you're, you're, you're running from in the 70s to, you know, if on the hot days, maybe you're up at 90 or 90 something you know rocky, and you're looking rocky. at other places in there and you're seeing them at 105 and, and yeah. you know it's just it, it's rocky wild. point it's,
1: man we f when we used to go there regularly we did not go from June until probably at least October uh, we've had Thanksgiving dinner on the beach in rocky point on the Sea of Cortez what a great memory that was we used to have a little trailer Uh, behind Manny's, for anybody that knows anything about Rocky Point. We had a trailer right behind Manny's. We could go up on our rooftop deck and see the beautiful view of the ocean, the Sea of Cortez. And then we didn't go for a couple weeks, and then I came back, and I noticed something seemed different, and I went up on my deck, and Manny had built this huge palapa for people to dance under, and I could no longer see the ocean. I was so unhappy that i sold the trade. <laughs> wow i did uh,
0: well i think you know we've got if this doesn't change and by the way the one thing i was going to mention to you uh hang on let me let me just check my numbers here okay oh. that should be that should be read
1: in let me other make this red. in other breaking news today it is now legal for debt collectors to contact you on social media it just went into effect <laughs> The debt collectors are going to be blowing up your your Facebook account, your Twitter account. You know, calling you a scumbag in front of everybody. Uh, dark days, man. It, dark days.
0: It really is. It's it's a very it's a very sad uh, thing. Here's here's what I was going to show you on here. Um, I wanted to get the the uh, RSI in. Uh, and then I, I look at these lines when this red line this will turn the quickest um, as long as it's and it's it's hard to see the red line because I've got these these red bars here so normally I do I normally do this let's see if I if I change this let's see what we do let's go to a, a Let's just do this momentarily and it'll make it easy. Well, what happened?
1: <laughs> Got scrunched up. There we go. Um,
0: this will give you a fairly quick turn. Like here you have the buy, and then it turns down here, you're back here, you're back here. And as long as it stays up above, this is an early warning signal here when you cross there and then as these things flatten and you come up and now when you get a turn down underneath it that's where you want doji at
1: the top right there that just speaks volumes this one here yeah yeah, right there
0: yeah uh and then here you're down underneath this blue line here and your this is your sharper trend line but it keep it stayed all the way down here you've got a potential get out here but but until you break this yellow line, which it, which it hasn't done, and here you've turned down again all the way down. So you're probably going to get a pretty quick turn on this blue line, and and one of two things. You know, if you uh, this is pretty oversold now. See, this you're more oversold here than you've been uh, probably until going back. Well, there's March of last year. or no no no. Sorry. This is March of this year. If I go back far enough, maybe you'll get well, you got oversold down here almost as much as we are now. And this was down at, uh, you know, 200 bucks, but undoubtedly back in March of last
1: year. I think the square business has to do with buy the rumor, sell the fact. Uh, And so uh, I think this is a, a beautiful dip for somebody that wants to take a long term position in a company. Uh, yeah. See I mean, this. Who who wouldn't want to buy Amazon back at two hundred dollars or Apple back at two hundred dollars, right? So, yeah.
0: See this here. Uh, you're you're under here, and this is this is the collapse in, in March of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, now coming forward, I don't think you're going to see being sold over, oversold to that degree until you get to where we are now. You're close here, and you've come. This was a big decline from uh-huh, right. you know. 280 down to whatever it is 200 let's Mm -hmm. say uh so that's pretty good and then here uh again you get down here in october and again it's after a pretty good drop from 300 to 220. uh and once again now the scary part is you know has the market topped are we going to go into a, a real collapse uh and so forth but i think um we'll find out because i think the the way this pattern is working i'm looking for a move into you know like tuesday or wednesday ish of next week i'm more on the line of tuesday probably and if we do get up a little bit higher and start to lose momentum then i think we're going down and maybe we'll get a even sharper move down and that might bring this down again but what could happen is you could come down get your rally here come down lower but have a higher rsi and my thing will turn around then you get a divergent buy signal and that's probably where you want to look at um but otherwise you probably can't go wrong uh in here i mean you've you've fallen from uh significantly higher levels you've lost uh what a third of the value right or so what is it 300 to yeah so you know this and again here you are you know when you're buying down here you're usually okay and in order to see that blue which we're seeing right i don't know if you can see it but but in order to see that uh, you know if somebody said when was the last time that happened you say march of uh, of last year and you go is that a good time to buy and I go yes that was a good time to buy everything <laughs> you, it was a good time to buy gold <laughs> it was a good time to buy the market right you know right uh probably a good time to buy the dollar i didn't even look you know it just everything got got collapsed so this is this is an interesting one well listen i i've taken up uh much of your time i really want to talk to you about uh that uh wallet situation uh and 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 i'll tell you a little bit more about uh that other place i'm i'm ready to go down and set up a uh, uh, we'll set up a little trading Haven down there and, uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I couldn't be more ready. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, ju- I've just, uh, I've, uh, I'm looking at this and, uh, uh, the, 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 the real question is when did they shut the border down and, uh, send out the people with, uh, you know, mandatory vax or come live in our concentration camp. So, you know, uh, anyway it's All it'll right. be an interesting gotta
1: I gotta educate you on the metaverse that is the next big thing the metaverse yeah absolutely. You know, I, Facebook my, my, has changed its name to meta uh this thing's gonna blow up so
0: yeah I'm real interested on that and and, and it'll be interesting for me because my knowledge level is currently zero so I'll be a I'll be a blank uh, I'll be a blank blackboard for you
1: <laughs> I, I make you strong like bull.
0: There it is. There, there you go. (laughs) Thanks, Duane. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to visit with you and your and your audience. We appreciate Uh, you.
1: Have a good day. I'll call me later. Okay.
0: Okay. I will. I
1: will. All right. Bye. Okay, guys. Let's go back and take a look at our charts here for just a minute, and then we'll wrap things up for the day. I need to do this and I need to do this and I think I need to do this. And there we go. Alright, there's the daily. 30 minute. Okay. Uh boy, we triggered a second time, but not much came of it. Well two points. I'll take two points any day. There's the Dow. Okay, we still got this big window overhead. Blue and climbing, acting as support. We may not pull all the way back to the BBC. This may be enough to launch us into the afternoon. Or it already is afternoon. Ah, uh, the Dow. Okay. Uh, we already just... Not, there's nothing changed really there. Hmm. Russell Price... Uh, we already talked about that one trigger. We pulled back to the BBC and the WTZ. The weekly zone is 2179 2180. And the low of this candle, 2182. Okay. So, just let it pull back. And then we should have a nice long opportunity up to the trigger. But then at the trigger, you've got to expect this to be potential resistance now. Because it only put in a high at, come on, 2220, 2240. Uh, So that was like 1.4 points. So basically we got rejected. That's what happened. Don't take it personal, but that's what happened. And Q. hang on. Oh, and Jack in the uh, audience just shared, Biden administration in Mexico have reached an agreement to restart the Trump era Remain in Mexico immigration policy starting Monday. Well, I'm happy that he's finally going to do something about the problem. The sad part is he's going to take credit for it, as if it was his idea so anyway i'm just happy that he's gonna i hope he actually does do something you know, he says he is we'll, we'll see what happens come monday i hope all right so on the nq we've pulled back to the BVC, which we expect to be good support uh now price starts rising we got to overcome blue and climbing as potential resistance we got to overcome the step line And really, that would be 16027 to 16047. That would be 20 points at $20 a point. That's $400 per contract traded. Okay, we need to overcome resistance at the step line. I want to overcome the resistance of that swing high, okay? And this little slice right here is $400 worth of digital real estate oh, right there, okay? All right, uh, S&P Dow, Russell NQ, crude oil. Crude oil hasn't done much since we last looked at it the pullback to the VBC seems to be holding with the help of blue and climbing and so this window of opportunity stands from 65 up to 95 that's $300 per contract traded what's left Gold. gold pretty quiet nothing much has changed silver still flat as a flitter so, I have no idea what a flitter is but... Country folk used to say stuff like that. And I am a country boy. Thank God I'm a country boy. Okay, uh, our good word for the day. Now the last couple days we've been talking about learning to think more about others than ourselves, Because I have found from my own life experience When I am focused on myself, things don't go so good. But when I'm focused on helping someone who is in need, you know, it may not be money, it might be time, it might be, you know, some other resource. But if my focus is on helping someone else, God has a way of sneaking in and just blessing me while I sleep, okay? I'm not talking about bags of money dropping out of the sky, but God knows how to balance the books. And God knows the condition of your heart. We all know the condition of your lips, and we can say anything, but God knows who we really are. And so, today's scripture is Corinthians 10.33, and it reads, Just as I also please all men and all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. Remember, as believers, our job is not just to believe, that's step one, but then we share the good news that many might come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Now, here's a group you don't want to be part of. This is out of 2 Timothy uh, 3, 1-4. In the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Now, there's nothing wrong with making money. That's what this radio show is all about. Indeed, if you honor the Lord, He will help you to make more of it. In Deuteronomy 8.18, what does it say? You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. And you can read similarly in Isaiah forty-eight seventeen. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. And in Luke 6.38, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, some people call that karma, but you call it whatever you want. Uh, and 2 Corinthians 9, eight, another good one. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. But here's a Bible principle you must live by to walk in the blessing of God. When you have enough money to meet your own needs, you must be willing to say yes to God When he asks you to meet someone else's need. Now, I talked about this yesterday or the day before. You know, not everybody that comes to you for help is sent by God. Satan can send people just the same way. This is why you need the discernment that comes from the infilling and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit so that you can separate fact from fiction. Because the enemy will use people to bleed you dry. So you're not only broke, but you've lost faith in God. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. If you would like to conquer selfishness and become more generous, here's some steps. Number one, give away something that you would prefer to keep. Let that sink in. Give away something that you would prefer to keep. <clears throat> the goal is to break your emotional attachment to material things. When I was a kid, all my life I dreamed of owning a Mercedes 450 SL convertible. That was the car. Now, before I got my Mercedes, I had a, I had a Jaguar, I had a Porsche, but that's a lifetime ago. And I'm not here to boast or brag. It's, I don't have any of that stuff anymore. Uh, but finally, I got the car that I dreamed of since I was a child the 450 SL convertible. And one day, I was riding around and God spoke to me. I, I didn't audibly hear the voice of Charlton Heston or Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <clears throat> but I knew it was God speaking to me. He said, you need to get rid of this car. I'm like, but but God, you know, we've worked real hard together here. To... He said, you need to, you're emotionally attached to this car. It's just a car. Like any other vehicle that gets you from point A to point B. Get rid of the car. So I sold the car. And bought a Vespa <laughs> my employees thought I was insane that I would go from a Mercedes to Vespa but I'll be honest with you I had more fun on the Vespa than I ever had the Mercedes but here's the sad part of the story the guy who bought that Mercedes 450 SL convertible he didn't have it a week before the timing chain broke and the car was basically worthless. It destroyed the inside of the engine. I was—I felt so sorry for him, especially since he was one of my employees. In fact, when he wanted to buy it, I tried to convince him not to buy it. I said, this is a classic vehicle. You don't know how to take care of it. You don't know. He's like, I want it. I got the money. I got the cash money. I, so I made him sign this long legal document that, you know, if something bad goes wrong, if something bad happens, you cannot blame me. I'm selling this to you under duress because you're waving all those Benjamins in front of my face. So, yeah, I had to look at him every day after the engine blew up and I'd I'd see him at the bus stop as I hummed by on my little Vespa. God, I love that thing. I think I'm going to get another one. They're so much fun. So, give away something that you would prefer to keep. The goal is to break your emotional attachment to material things. Number two. Graduate to Anonymous Benevolence. Oh, this, is, this one is really hard for some folks. Leave a needy person, such as a senior citizen, a student, or a single parent, a cash gift in an envelope. Don't put your name on it. Don't tell anybody you did it. And no, you can't claim it as a tax deduction. But God promises to return it to you many times over and in the areas where you need it most. Now, a lot of philanthropists, you know, they give, one, number one, because they can afford to, but number two, they like to hear the applause of their fellow man. They like to go up on the dais and, and get the trophy or the banner or the man of the year or whatever that... See, the Bible teaches us that whatever we do, in, you know, when we do good things in, this, in secret, that God will reward us openly. Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. So I'm going to challenge you with number two. Find somebody in your life Senior citizen, student, single parent, your neighbor, whoever. Put some cash in an envelope. And you're gonna have to put it someplace where they can find it, like in their purse or in their coat pocket, whatever. But then you never tell a soul. It's just between you and God. See, now you're operating in God's economy. And his economy. Uh, pays a much higher interest rate than what you can get at your local bank but you do it in secret you don't tell anybody now maybe you and your spouse because two shall become one flesh maybe you and your spouse together can decide to do the secret blessing for somebody okay that I think that's okay I think that's scriptural but outside of you two you and your spouse you don't know, and you certainly, Not only don't you tell other people, you don't ever tell the person that you blessed. Okay, all right. Number three, have someone you trust monitor your progress. Meet with them throughout the year and invite them to ask you, not about how much money you made, but how much you've given away to help others. If you're serious about conquering selfishness, These are steps you will be willing to take. And that's our good word for the day. A reminder tonight is Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. That is our members only workshop. If you're ready to become a part of the family, a passport holder, lifetime membership, never expires, you never spend another dime, go to emini.com futurestrading.com. Get your passport. That's going to give you access to what 9 out of 10 traders don't have. The first thing is a living, breathing instructor who puts on and takes off trades live in real time each and every day right in front of you Explaining every move he makes, every trade he takes, the rule behind it, and answering your questions as you trade along in SIM until you qualify to go live. Plus, you get access to unlimited one-on-one private mentoring. You will learn our proprietary methodology and strategy. You'll own our indicator set for life. And you'll receive the Logic 247 alerts, the concierge trade alerts, and so much more. Everything a trader needs, all under one roof, at one low price. Just go to eminifuturestrading.com. If you have questions, call Valerie, 949 42 two e-mini. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue... To richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell.
2: Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given home. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts and guests. To learn more about trading E-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision.